Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome to the Are You Listening podcast, a music podcast devoted, founded, devoted was not the wrong word, and I was trying to spiral out of that, <laughs> musical podcast born from one of us telling the other, you should listen to this. The the other saying, yeah, yeah, man, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, no problem, no problem. And then a week later asking, hey, Joe, listen to that. And then being told either, yeah, it was all right, or no. Yeah. So we're here to keep each other honest. We're here to keep each other and force <laughs> each other to make each other listen to records. That's true. I am your co-host, Brand. I'm here with my co-host, Scott. Scott. Hey. We're here to talk about the one. The only it's been coming. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, and I, yeah. I can't wait to hear about some other opinions on this artist. that You, <laughs> may, have, you may have farmed out. Um, we're here to talk about Miley Cyrus. We and are here. Not just Miley Cyrus. We're here to talk about bangers. Which bangers. This album was wild to a lot of people. And it okay. came, out at a, came out at a wild time. So I'm going to start us off here. We're going to talk about Miley Cyrus. We know a lot. Miley Cyrus is very well known. But yeah. I kind of got a, a skeleton here I built of notes to just... Dolly Parton's goddaughter. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, we can't forget Billy Ray Cyrus' daughter. Come on now. Who? Come on now. Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> I know. Achy, breaky heart, Scott. Everybody <laughs> knows that song. Oh, I know. God, do I know. <laughs> so let's start off here. Miley Ray Cyrus, born Destiny Hope Cyrus. Okay, wait. She chose to change her name... To Miley Ray? Yes. Yeah, she did. She sure did. Why? Oh, God. Why would you do that? <laughs> I mean, Destiny Hope doesn't isn't great. No, I agree. But your dad's and, name is Billy Ray. Well, that's where the Ray comes from, I assume. I, I assumed the same thing, and yeah. that's a bad move. Um, I don't know. Is it, though? I'm not a fan of it. Okay. I, sounds like I'll say anti, that. Sounds like you're just anti-Billy Ray, so... I mean, I'm not a fan of his by any means. Okay. Uh, Achy Breaky Heart is a god-awful song, but it made him a crap ton of money, so good on him for that, I guess? I don't know. I think the song, I think it's good. No. I think Achy, I think Achy Breaky Heart is good, but 
only like alone in a room that nobody else could hear me hear like playing it. Because <laughs> I feel like Achy Breaky Hard comes with a lot of judgment. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it does because it's <laughs> horrible. I just don't think you don't understand. Oh, my God. Okay. Born Destiny <laughs> Hope Cyrus on November 23rd, 1992. Oh, wow. She's 10 years younger than me. Yeah, she is um, two years younger than me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I failed at the math right there. Jesus. That was that was not hard math. <laughs> she is an American singer, songwriter, and actress. Yeah. I, I was aware of that. Something I will say, when I was mm-hmm. doing this research, whoever did like the Wikipedia of Miley Cyrus, mm-hmm. not only do they know how to write, but they are definitely fans of Miley Cyrus. Because oh, they just love her and praises. Left and right are things that I've never heard of in my life that they are quoting as if it's fact. And I will sprinkle in what I've never heard of before as I read this. But it's Oh, amazing. fantastic. Dubbed the pop chameleon. Never heard that in my life. <laughs> the pop chameleon. Never in my life have I heard her referred to as the pop chameleon. I get it, but sure. I've never heard that in my life. That's funny. She's been recognized for her musical versatility and continual artistic reinnovations. Okay. I know she has changed up her style quite a bit. That's apparently why she's called the pop chameleon. I sure pop (laughs) chameleon. Cyrus has been referred to as the teen queen of the 2000s pop culture. Never heard that in my life. (laughs) (laughs) And she's regarded as one of the few examples of a child star who went on to have a successful career as an adult. Now I get that one. Yeah. I mean, she has, she was absolutely a child star and she absolutely has a career now. Yeah, she's also had quite a few controversies and been looked down upon for some things as well. Yeah. Just yeah, like absolutely. a normal child star. Yes. Among her accolades are 19 Teen Choice Awards, four World Music Awards, three MTV Video Music Awards, two Billboard Music Awards, a People's Choice Award, a Glad Media Award, and eight Guinness World Records. Eight Guinness World Records. That's the most intriguing of all of those awards. I know. And I, when I tell you how hard I work to try to find out these records, Guinness doesn't do a good job of allowing you to search their website to, oh, really? Like buy record holder. Mm. But I found, I think they're mostly related to she was the most searched pop star, like most internet searched pop star. Sure. And then she did break, and this is recently, the most streams in a single week. She broke that record. Oh, okay. For that Flowers track. Oh, the one that was, Emily told me about this, like, um, huge. aimed toy, towards her ex-boyfriend or something like that. Yes, and yes. used a sample of one of his songs or something. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I didn't know. Oh, yeah, I might I, be wrong I, about that I thought one, it was but... aimed at the Hemsworth, the younger Hemsworth. Oh, is and that I what didn't, it was? Okay. And I didn't oh know. no! Use the sample of their song. Okay. Like, like you know, couples have their songs. Yeah. I think she said that their song, Miley Cyrus took, spun it around, and then uh, okay. talked a whole bunch of shit about that guy. Great, love it, love everything about it. I didn't know there was that much drama involved. I just thought yeah. it was a, a like a a breakup ish song. Yeah, I think I think I think it goes deeper than just a breakup song. I think Amazing. she was super hurt. And I think it's a very good song, too, but okay. it was definitely overplayed, as you I, can tell by the most streams in a week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure I've heard it, uh, yeah. but I I 
it would have been while driving with Emily in the car or in a supermarket or in the supermarket. (laughs) Uh, But I wasn't paying attention to it. Miley was ranked as the ninth greatest Billboard 200 female artist of all time. Whoa, that seems way wrong. Now, I I get that. I thought the same thing. But if it's a Billboard 200 rank, it has to go by the like what's sold on the Billboard 200, right? Like female artist. She probably is up there. I suppose, but even that's of all time, Scott. The music industry absolutely did not respect women for how long. <laughs> that, that, no, that's that's very true. It just seems way wrong. I feel like I could pull nine names off the top of my head that would be more respected. I think that's a well. See, respected isn't the isn't the term. I know. I was trying to come up with a different term. But... <laughs> Because I, I mean, that's a whole nother episode where we could sit down and try to do that and do the math and yeah. look it up. But that would take way too long to do in this episode. So we're going to move sure. past it for now. Yeah, it's just God nine seems way too high. She was also in Forbes 30 under 30 in both 2014 and 2021. She was st- OK. A seven year swing between her being in 30 under 30, which seems crazy. That does seem crazy. Miley, one of six siblings, didn't know that. Ooh, that's that's I, that's some kids. I knew there were two others. There were only two others that I knew about. Isn't her sister a singer now? Noah is an artist, yes. Emily sent me... It's funny, I'm making Emily seem like she's a Miley Cyrus fan. And it's uh, the other way around. <laughs> it is completely opposite. But she sent me a track from Noah and said, Noah's voice is a million times better than... Miley and I listened to it and I was like there's not a whole heck of a lot of difference in it but sure yeah (laughs) yeah I like I like Noah's voice as well but I don't know if I've heard like a mass a massive hit from her that has like done something for me I yeah I don't know the song that Emily sent me I just listened to it but it was I mean it was decent it was good yeah and then her brother was part of Metro Station I believe and they, oh, had, a, heard they of them. had a huge hit. I think it's Metro Station. I get I get these mixed up all the time. Yeah, Trace Cyrus was part of Metro Station. Okay. And what was their massive hit? Shake it. Shake, 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 shake it. That was their huge hit. Got it. In 09. I don't think I know it, but sure. <laughs> the only shaking that I know how to do is like a Polaroid picture. That's the only one. That's it. All right. Well, Miley emerged as a teen idol while portraying the titular character of the Disney Channel TV series Hannah Montana from 2006-2011. I knew that, but not the dates. Yeah, I knew that and like was very aware of her because my sister was deeply into Miley Cyrus. My sister's seven years younger than I am, so that kind of checks out. Yeah, that checks out 100%. But it also made Miley in my head feel much younger. Because right. it that like her demo was much younger, so I thought she was much younger. So then when and I, that's probably what happened to everybody. I why, imagine so. when she came out, you know, twerking and sticking her tongue out, people were like, "What's <laughs> this child doing?" It's like, no, 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 she's like twenty five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As Hannah Montana, Miley attained two number one and three top five soundtracks on the Billboard two hundred. Okay. And the U.S. Billboard Hot one hundred top ten single, "He Could Be the One." I don't know what that is. Never heard about it. No idea. Cyrus's initial solo career consisted of the teen-friendly pop rock U.S. number one albums Meet Miley Cyrus in 2007 and Breakout in 2008. These releases contained the U.S. top ten singles See You Again and Seven Things. 
I think I heard seven things. The seven things I hate about you. That's it was sort right. of like, yeah, it, it was, was kind of, of she was uh, trying to, she was being a pop chameleon. Yes. And doing was, a pop punk thing. That's exactly what that was. Yes. Yeah. I, that is the first time I heard of her, I believe, like as okay. a solo artist was that. Because I knew Miley Cyrus, or yeah. I knew Hannah Montana, but Seven Things is the first time I think somebody, and it was my my friend Jake who brought it to me. He's like, listen, it's new Miley. I was like, okay, what are we doing? She's the next Avril Lavigne. <laughs> I hope I hope he would not have said that. <laughs> Princess of pop punk. Chameleon. Chameleon. Pop chameleon. <laughs> her extended play, her EP, The yeah. Time of Our Lives in 09, peaked at number two in the U.S., Okay. And its and its lead single, "Party in the USA," mm. became one of the best selling singles in the U.S. and was certified diamond. Yeah, that thing was huge. Diamond. That still is a big song, and that is where I really jumped onto the Miley Cyrus chain. Like, okay. like seven things I knew, and then when "Party in the USA" came out, I was like, "No, this is a fucking, this is a, this is a knocker. Like, this yeah. thing is great." Up to the plane at LAX. <laughs> she, she shouts out like Jay Z and Britney Spears. That's right, the Jay Z shout out. Yeah. Cyrus also released the country pop ballad "The Climb," which peaked at number four. Now I love that song also, and that is I don't a great know that song. One. There's always gonna be another mountain. I'm always gonna want to make it move. Always gonna oh. be an uphill battle. Some, some, some have to choose. I fucking <laughs> love that song. It's so good. Okay. I'm glad this I is just just, me singing Miley Cyrus songs. So yeah, that's, that's this episode. Great. You're welcome, folks. Trying to reinvent her image. Yeah, chameleon. She explored dance pop in her third album, Can't Be Tamed, in 2010. Oh, my. So I remember Can't Be Tamed, and uh, there might have been a track Fly on the Wall from that record, too, but... I wasn't super into dance pop at that time. So that it didn't was really not you. For me. Yeah. Following a hiatus, Cyrus underwent a mature and provocative musical shift with Ooh. the R&B and hip hop infused bangers. Oh, okay. Released September 30th, 2013. So this is the record where she was twerking. This is the record where her tongue was out. This is the record yeah. where people were like, I don't like this. This is bad for kids. Right. <laughs> right. It's not for kids, lady. The kids who yeah. watched Hannah Montana are now 18 years old, probably. <laughs> yeah, they're they're in their older teenage years yes. as the youngest. Yeah. So I now have albums released September of 2013. September of 2013. Let's see where I was at. Scott, good luck. Because oh, no, great. I, I, I don't know. I, as always, I hunt for whatever you were into. And yeah, I, it's, it's not rough. a clue. Even for me, there's not many. So, so 10, 10 years ago. This 10 is years, 10 years ago. 10 years yeah. ago. September 1st, Lil Wayne and DJ Drama put out the mixtape Dedication 5. Nope. September 2nd, the album You Can't Believe by the one, the only Joe Exotic. Who? Like, wait, 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 wait. The yep. lion, the Tiger King guy? Tiger King, yep. Oh, <laughs> my. He actually put two records out, and I only wrote one down. That's wild. September 3rd, the 1975 put out their self-titled The 1975. I never got into them. I don't know if I've ever listened to it. I'm aware I, of them. I know. I think Taylor Swift dated the lead singer for a while. Oh, okay. I think. Oh, isn't he supposed to be like a dick? Um, He's one of those like, oh, I say whatever I want. I'm a rock star. Oh, does that offend you? Like one of those guys. But right. I don't think like so far on the side where it's like offensive for offensive sake. I don't know. Okay. 
I think he's just one of those dudes that is trying to embrace like rock star attitude that hasn't existed for 30 years. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. On September 3rd, Nine Inch Nails put out Hesitation Marks. Okay. I don't think I listened to it in 2013. Okay. I had a resurgence of Nine Inch Nails love uh, and I don't think it was in, two, in 2013. Okay. It's more recent than that. September 9th, Arctic Monkeys put out AM. I have not listened to an Arctic Monkeys record at all. Me either. It was just up there, so I had to write yeah. it down. Yep. September 9th, Balance, Balance and Composure put out The Things We Think We're Missing. I think you've told me about them, haven't I you? I have, and I think I told you not to listen because I think we're going to do an episode. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I know the name, but... And yeah. that is a, that is a good record, but okay. I don't know if that's the one. Gotcha. They only have three, I think, and I don't know which one I would do, but Understood. it's a good one. They're all great. September tenth, the weekend. Okay, put out Kissland. I wasn't into the weekend yet, and you didn't go back. I haven't. I, okay. I think the furthest back I went was Starboy. Okay, which, yeah. which I think is the one before the one I got into. So yeah, yeah, no, I haven't gone. I haven't gone back at all. I probably should. Also on September 10th, we have The Electric Lady by Janelle Monet. Oh, we know her. You know, friend, friend, of, the, of, the friend of the show. Yeah, friend, friend, of, the show. friend of the show. Yeah. Also September 10th, we have Two Chains. Ah, Titty Boy. With Boats 2, hashtag <laughs> me time. Hashtag me time. Uh, Boats stands for Based on a True Story. His first record was called Based on a True Story. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So then Boats is Based on a True Story, hashtag me time. Understood. Are they more introspective songs? Scott, it's 2 Chains. Am I waiting on a 2 Chains record? I think you are. Yeah. Okay. I don't know right. what one again, though. It's one of those, yeah. like, I don't know. Because I, I love all 2 Chains because I love 2 Chains. But I don't yeah. think I loved all of 2 Chains records initially. Gotcha. It's almost like I need to bring you one that somebody that you respect, like uh, like Tyler, the creator, loves pretty girls like trap music. So okay. like, I feel like I almost need to bring you that one to be like, Tyler, love this, played it all the time. <laughs> Tyler said it's good. It's got to be good, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> September 16th, Elton John put out The Diving Board. There he is. Gotta love Elton John projects in 2013. I have no idea what the fuck that, <laughs> what that would sound I like. Did. I didn't listen to it. Not that I'm against it, but no. it definitely was not. I don't think I even heard of it. Absolutely not. Like At least, like you would think, a new Elton John project would be blown up. Just everybody talking about it. And I I didn't even know he put one out. That's weird. Yeah. Had no idea. Yeah. September 17th, we have Carcass with Surgical Steel. We listened to that one. I was going to say, was this the one that was on that list? That 100 like, list. This was a comeback, too. Like, this, they were gone for decade plus i think and this was their comeback oh okay i i loved it i think you were i think i was tepid about it yeah you were just lukewarm about yeah. it like it's fine but you know whatever yeah also september 17th elvis costello and the roots the put roots? out wise up ghost yeah really they put a record out called wise up ghost oh man i kind of want to listen to that i need to find that I assume it's the only roots I'm aware of. I didn't do any other research, but I assume it's the roots I'm aware of. I'm, I'm downloading that. Good luck. Let me know. I'll, well, yeah, I will let you know, because I think Elvis Costello and the roots are both on the list for you. <laughs> we might have a wild we might have a wild month coming up where I just give you an Elvis Costello record, then a roots record. And then we go for the for the, the duo. Yeah. If I didn't give you that 
Devil Wears Prada record than I could give you with Roots Above and Branches Below, and then we could have a Roots, roots <laughs> Feb Roots Wearing. <laughs> Feb Roots Wearing. Oh, <laughs> man, you did it. <laughs> man, it, I struggled. I struggled. <laughs> also on September 17th, we have Dead Language by the Flatliner. Ah, uh, yes. Fine. You, get, you found one. When I wrote it down, I thought that would have been the one. I think there's two other ones on here that you've listened to. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Flatliners. I, I was pretty sure. They're on the list for you right now. I like them a lot. I like them a lot, a lot. Coming out September 24th, we have Drake's Nothing Was the Same. Nope. It's a Drake project I have never listened to. Mm. I, I might know the hits off of it, but I don't even know what those are. I, yeah. As, as it's been well documented on this show, I've never listened to any Drake. Mm-hmm. Also, September 24th, this is another one I thought you would have listened to. Touche Amore put out Is Survived By. I think that was before I listened to Touche Amore. But you went back. But I went back. I This one, I it would have been a situation where I listened to everything they put out, so yeah. I probably couldn't separate it from any other Touche Amore record. Understood. Yeah. Coming out September 27th, the other one that, I, that I'm like 99% sure you listen to pure heroin by Lord. Oh yeah. Yep. Big record, big record. Um, good record. What was the big single off of it? Royals Royals. Yes. That one was played in the supermarket all the time. And while we were grocery shopping one day, Lucas was singing along. Oh yeah. And he sang, you can call me green bean. Yes. I believe this somehow just came up a few episodes. Did it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can call me green bean. And we and say it excellent. all the time now. Anytime we hear that song. The Jolly Green Giant should adopt that. <laughs> to be like, like they should do a parody of that it. That would be on great. On Jolly Green Giant commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Great memories of that song. Also September 27th. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. <laughs> Put out, float along, fill your lungs. Yeah. I mean, that's Couldn't probably that their 37th is. record. So, yeah. I couldn't tell you what it is for me. Yeah, me neither. No but they are, man, they are wild. September 30th, Friends of the Show, Soulfly. Hey. Put out the record Savages. I don't think I listened to it okay. at the time. I don't know if I've ever listened to it. It's one of those later ones because after they broke up and formed Calvera Conspiracy, I listened to their first record and then I kind of lost lost them. I, didn't, I don't think I listened to anything. Didn't need Soulfly. Yeah, and I, and if I did, I had what I already liked. I right. liked three. I liked obviously primitive. primitive that we did yeah. for the show. And then the last one I have here, September thirtieth, Nelly with Mo. I don't know that one at sure. all. Sure didn't listen to that. No, nope. I couldn't even tell you what the hit was off that thing. I'm not familiar. Uh, if there even was one, right? <laughs> so moving on to the the Billboard charts here, we got the Billboard Hot 100 week of September twenty eighth, twenty thirteen. Here we go. At number five, Wake Me Up by Avicii. Nope. Nope. At number four, Blurred Lines. Yeah. Robin Thicke. Robin Thicke Thick featuring, do you remember who the features were? Uh, Neptunes? Pharrell alone. Okay, just Pharrell. Uh, and and one second, here's another one. T.I. Holy shit. I, 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 I can't even, where is T.I. on that song? I don't, in my he head, has, he's not on that he song. He has anymore. one verse. Yeah. I don't, I don't hear it. I can't hear it. I loved that track. And then isn't there some like, really bad stuff going on with that track that I shouldn't like it. Well, didn't he also... Was it Robin? Is it just Robin Thicke? Like, there's something about him? Yeah, I don't think he was a great dude at the time. I have no idea either way, so I don't really, you know, want to speak on that. Right. But... I don't know. I love that track. It's it's a great, 
Great weren't song. they sued by the estate of somebody and they had to pay every royalty for the song? Oh, maybe. Like anything they made off it. I think it was Marvin Gaye, maybe? Oh, that wouldn't surprise me. Marvin Gaye's estate, they're vultures. <laughs> anybody using anybody using you like the same chord progression as one of his songs, they're all over it trying to milk anybody out of that money. At number three, the aforementioned Royals by Lord. There we go. Man, I'm all over these charts. Yeah, at number two, we have Roar by Katy Perry. Never mind. Lost me. <laughs> I I think I still like that song. I like I like Katy Perry's I, big giant pop hits. I do. I don't like I do. Katy Perry at all. I, I her her record Teenage Dream. I love it, man. I love I've, her record Teenage I've Dream. I've never listened to a, a Katy Perry record. And I if really, like the hits, really don't want to. If you don't like the hits, you you probably wouldn't like a full record. I can't imagine but. I would. But I do. Yeah. I like him a lot. Yeah. And then at number one, Billboard Hot 100, September 28th, 2013, Miley Cyrus. Whoa. Wrecking Ball. Yeah. Giant track. Huge track. Couple more here just to set us up where we are. At number 11, mm-hmm. We Can't Stop by Miley Cyrus. Oh, wow. Okay. So just out of the top 10 that, for that track. I didn't know that was a single. <laughs> yeah, definitely was. Got it. At number 13, Scott, you and I were both listening to this. We definitely played into this being... On the charts, Radioactive by Imagine Dragons. Yeah, yeah we did. Man, Man Emily hates Wild. that breath part. Hates it. <laughs> Every time it comes on, she looks at me and says, don't do it. I went through the entire 100, Scott, to try to find a track that you were maybe into. Okay. Now, there could be bands that are on there. That you don't know. That I didn't know you were into. Sure. But. The one I found that I know for a fact you listened to was at number 34, the only one in the charts. Here we go, 34. Just Give Me a Reason, Pink and Nate Roos. Man, what a good track. That track is so strong. I love that song. It's excellent. So moving on to the Billboard 200, September 28th, 2013. Here we go. At number five, The Electric Lady, Janelle Monae. Hey, that, that just came out too. Yeah. Yeah. Big. At number four, Crash My Party, Luke Bryan. Oh, that's surprising. Oh, what, that Luke Bryan is on the charts? Uh, yeah, on the regular, just regular billboard charts? I mean, he's monster country artist, right? Yeah, that's why I thought maybe country charts, but regular charts, I don't know. Yeah, I think this is the time. If you look, if you would have looked at these charts, this there's the time? a lot of country. Gotcha. There's a lot of country. Okay, maybe it just surprises me now. At number three, Scott. Yeah. Boats 2, hashtag me time. Wow. Selling units. Yeah. Moving units. Doing it. At number two, Kiss Land by the weekend. Okay. At number one, Fuse by Keith Urban. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Him and that haircut. He just won't give it up. He's got that Karen haircut. And he's Australian. He is Australian. With the, with the name Keith Urban. He's such a, such a complex man. <laughs> he, is, he is quite complex. And then the longest on the Billboard 200, week of September 28th, 2013, at number 160. Okay. 249 weeks on the charts. The Foundation by the Zach Brown Band. Oh, man. What a good record. I, th- I think we've talked Still about it before, but man. We have. That's we definitely have. such a solid, solid record. It's pretty insane that 249 weeks for that thing. Yeah. And I now want to blame that record for the resurgence of country music in the charts because <laughs> it was so good yeah. that people were just accepting of anything else that came yeah. down the pike that was country. That's kind of true. 
that's kind of yeah. true. Yeah. So we covered Miley Cyrus. We all got to know her a little better. A little bit. We know she's a pop chameleon. <laughs> we know the pop she's chameleon. the teen queen of 2000s pop culture. That's right. We covered albums that came out. We covered the Billboard charts. Yeah. Let's move on to bangers. 13 tracks, 50 minutes and 28 seconds. Yeah. Let's start with Adore You. Starting this album off with an Are You Listening? Yeah. Yeah. It's the best. <laughs> I, I, that was, that was one of the major reasons why this is the record that came away. Not only was it kind of where I was like, yeah, Miley, I like Miley a lot. Yeah. Like, this is where I finally, like, before it was kind of like stepping on stones in a river. Like, I don't really want to get in, but if a little water hits me, I'll be all right. Yeah. And this was the one like, you know what? Who gives a shit? Yeah. If I like it, I like there it. There you go. And then using that, are you listening at the beginning of the show, which, until you told me about how much your wife hates Miley Cyrus, made me think she has to hear that every single, <laughs> every single episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't think about it either, but uh, now it's funny. And then I also thought this track opening the record could potentially ease you into it. There's like some dream poppiness with it. There's some. It's very light. It's not quote as cringy yeah. as some of the <laughs> other tracks may get. That's very true. <laughs> Yeah, I'm instantly in. Plus, her voice is not bad at all. Uh, I had to apologize to Emily profusely this week for not <laughs> hating Miley's voice. Lyrically, the track doesn't really do much at all. It's a basic love song complete with cliche sayings. Uh, but I do love this mix instrumentally. Uh, the beat that rolls through the entire song and the added orchestra and keys are a very nice touch. Feeling like she has an army. Of men. And then like getting into the matrimony stuff. I was like, wow, Miley, you are all over the place with these lyrics. But yeah, no, I I enjoyed the track. It was good. All right. That's a that's a quality start for us here. So let's see where we get from that. Let's move on to track number two. The second single. I believe it was the second single. Yeah. I know it was a single, but I don't know if it was the second single. Let me look. Um, it actually was the first single. Oh, We Can't Stop was the first single. We Can't Stop was the first single released June 3rd, 2013. Wrecking Ball, the second tr second single, released August 25th, 2013. And the third single, hmm. Adore You, oh. December 17th, 2013. Really? That seems like a wild choice for a single. Like, that's... It it's does. So, it, like, it's also a December single, though. So you're not going to get number one anyway, because yeah, Christmas is there. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, even so, I, I probably would have picked a different song. Okay. To even try, because this, like, Adore You is just so, I don't want to say it's a nothing track. But it kind of is. Just, it's, yeah, it's, it's just so. It's very open. Yeah. And there's, it, there's, it, there's not much substance to it. Yeah. It's kind of like smoke. It's just a smoke track. It kind of is. Yeah. That's, that's, that surprised me. But now we're talking about We Can't Stop, Scott. Yes. Where are you at with uh, It's kind of a party dance cut, but it eased me in a bit to where I don't mind it at all. Okay. Uh, there she goes throwing God into the club track. Real weird. Uh, that pre-chorus with the processed male voice feels like it comes straight from the Southern hip hop scene. I believe that's probably the Mike Will made it production. Yeah. Mike Will's name is thrown all over this record. Yeah. Uh, this one has the potential to really grow on me. I, I love this. Track. And it did. It grew on me throughout the week. That means if this was the first single, the music video came out for this before Wrecking Ball. And in this music video, Miley is partying. She's twerking, oh, okay. you know, doing all that. Like this is this is the big video that was like her big change gotcha. like she this is this is miley now and i'm not above saying i watched that video a <laughs> that's it was just that's so, all right for you to say 
if I was the one from the show to say that, it would be a different situation. Why? Because she's 10 years younger than me. But she would have been, when did this come out? 10 years ago. She would have been 23. So, I mean, it, it's it might be a little weird. Yeah, that's. But it would, be, it would be weirder if you had a connection, like if you watched Hannah Montana. Oh, yeah. I think that's when it gets weird. I suppose, like, yeah. The dads. Like if if the dads that watched Hannah Montana with their kids then, and then got into yeah. <laughs> Hannah Montana, yeah. yeah, then got into Miley twerking, then it feels a yeah, little weird. yeah. I guess that would be strange. But for me, it was just it was like, oh, this is this is weird. This is different. What is going on? This is not the Miley I've seen in passing. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, the, but the Miley that I like, saw first was her making out with a sledgehammer, and I had to be like, oh, that's that's not <laughs> that's not all right. I I do really enjoy this track though. I think it's great. I, I I'm a big fan of We Can't Stop. Yeah, it's it's fan. not a bad track. Like I said, uh, it kind of eased me into a party dance vibe, and then I'm glad it eased you me. in. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So moving on to track three, SMS, parenthetically bangers, featuring yeah Britney Spears. Wow, uh, this feels like it's coming straight out of the toxic era, Britney. Uh, yeah. with the instrumental and then a tree on my lap. I would be one of those guys wondering uh, what the hell is she doing with that? Lyrically, Miley has some questionable, uh, some, some questionable things going on. I will also say that a lot of that may, because she doesn't have any writing credits on that first track. Okay. So adore you. She didn't write any of it. So the good track she didn't write. Well, we can't stop. She is a writer, but there are seven other writers on it. Yeah. So she has the weird lines. SMS, there's four writers, and she is one of them. Okay. Uh, I'm assuming, is Brittany a writer on one t- uh, one of the writers she on She is not. I believe this oh. is big um, hashtag free Brittany times. Like, I think this was, th- I think this was her first musical endeavor for a while. Oh, okay. Like, I don't think she was doing anything because she was like, you know, that whole conservatorship with her dad and everything. Okay, gotcha. And I think this is like, when she popped up this, I was so stoked. Mm. Do I think the song is a bit lackluster? I do. Yeah. But it was super cool to hear Britney Spears and Miley together. Sure. And it almost felt like Britney, quote unquote, like passing the torch. Not oh, I get wrong. it. Yeah. Britney didn't have the torch for no years. I was going to say, at, the, at but, this point, she didn't have it. Yeah. But it felt, it was cool to me. Yeah. I was like, that's awesome. I love I love that Britney's on here. Right. I love it. Uh, more of the Southern hip hop vibe with the process, Mike. That Mike Will stuff. Uh, These bars from both Miley and Brittany are not working for me. Uh, (laughs) This one is a hard pass for me. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, there's a lot of cringe on here. Yeah, a lot of cringe. This this record is also instrumental in me, like, embracing cringe. Sure. And be like, you know what? If it's fun and it sounds okay, I'll, I'll, whatever. I mean, if if you like it, that's different. Yeah. But like, am I out there promoting this to people and be like, you know, you need to listen to <laughs> bangers. It's musically flawless. I'm oh, not God, no, I'm not saying that to people. Yeah, but I do. I do enjoy it. even re-listening this week. The crin- the cringiest stuff. I was just like, you know what? Whatever. <laughs> they, get, they get a pass. They're, they're having fun. Whatever. Yeah, sure. So moving on to track four now. Yeah. Four by four, four, by four featuring we go, away we go, featuring now we go. Um, yes, for starters, I love that the track is called Four by Four and it's the fourth track on the album. Always love that stuff. Starting off strong, but about to piss on myself is a line <laughs> that Miley wrote and thought it should be on a song. Yeah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> no, 
going, driving so fast, about to piss on myself. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. It it is, it is like, I, when my first listen to this record, I made it through SMS, just embracing it, not really caring. And then that line hit, I was like, oh, this is what we're doing. Yeah. All right. Yeah, my right. my expectations on this record are swiftly dropping at this point. <laughs> but love the fact that there's an accordion on this song and a Marachi kind of like get acoustic guitar on it. Uh, this mm-hmm. is just a wild, wild track. Nelly could have saved this track, but he held on to that life preserver for himself. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I got to get out of here. He's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, this, this is not it. Nelly is Nelly and Miley are two of the three writers. The other writer okay. is a producer. Can you nail who that producer is? I think you can. If you think hard enough, Mike, Will. no, this is the, <laughs> this is the one. Well, he did another one on this track, but this is one yeah. of the ones that Mike will did not do. Okay. Just think of how you heard the weird stuff. And there was, it was, it was different. Oh man. I have no idea. You got me. You have me overthinking it now. Yeah. It's Pharrell. Oh yeah. I should have called that one. Yeah. Yeah. And actually when sense. I didn't even think about it, because the four by four fourth track on the album, it yeah. starts with those four beats that is technically Pharrell's producer tag. Yeah, it is. I I didn't think about it. I yep. did not either because it was four by four. I was like, oh, that's just I just thought. Of, yeah. But yeah. no. Yeah, that's his producer. That's crazy. Also, yeah, that's Pharrell is a mastermind to just have four beats to be his producer tag. Yeah, he's sick. Like, that's weird. He's he's so cool, though. <laughs> he is uh, unbelievably yeah. cool. Yeah. So moving on to track five, My Darling, featuring Future. Oh, man, do I hate Future touching Stand By Me. <laughs> I love you. No one needed that at all, ever. <laughs> on the other hand, I really do like Miley on this track. Okay. If the feature wasn't Future, this could have been a much stronger song. Future did this track dirty. See, I don't even think Future because Future didn't even have like a verse. You know what I mean? Like he just was. That's kind of that's insane. what I mean. Yeah, he didn't even do shit on it except yeah. for sound like an asshole covering probably one of the best known hooks from a song ever. Man, the original version of Stand by Me is so beautiful. He fucked it up. <laughs> okay, I don't see. I don't think it was that bad, but uh, it was terrible. It was terrible. In, in my head, if you're paying for Future, let Future be Future. Don't put him in this weird box where he's doing this, because I'm sure the song was probably already, you know, planned yeah. before he came in. Or, or how about we just don't pay Future at all for anything? Let Future be Future. And I, I also do. It's grown on me. I, I enjoy Future's voice. I don't even care oh. how processed it is. I enjoy it. I like oh, it. I but I, I fully understand you here. Yeah, I can't stand his voice. There's and definitely really... only there's definitely only two camps for this. Yeah, track. either and you. It's, Love it or you fucking hate it. Yeah, you'll 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 really enjoy the stand by me nods or mm. you'll despise the stand by me nods. And I thought it was fine. I thought yeah. it worked with it. No, not me. <laughs> okay. I I hated it. But Miley's voice, like she kind of showcased her voice on this one a bit, and I yeah. really, really liked it. I'll take any positives out of that, I guess. <laughs> Moving on to track six, the the big hitter. Yeah. The big time hitter, Wrecking big Ball. Dog. Everybody knows this track. Yeah, Everybody. what a banger. I really do like this track. I think I even did when it came out. The drops at every chorus hit so hard. They're fantastic. The strings at the bridge are so beautiful and peaceful. Then hit us with another chorus. It's amazing. It's a great track. And Emily's going to 
make me sleep on the couch for this one. It, it's wild that not one has slipped through. Like she really does hate her voice. Like yeah, if she, there was one, Wrecking yeah, Ball would be the one. Man, we talked about it yesterday on the way to Lucas's marching band competition. We talked about it, and I was like, "So do you just hate Miley's voice all through her career, or just like now that like it's kind of become more smoky and raspy, and yeah. like she had that surgery or whatever?" Mm. Uh, she's like, no, I've hated it all the time. I hate it on every song. It doesn't matter what song. I was like, even like Wrecking Ball. She's like, I hate Wrecking Ball. Wow. I was like, do you? Th- I t- I told her I was like, do you think I could like slip a Miley song in there that's not a hit that you haven't heard before, and you would recognize her voice, or do you think I might be able to get past it? And she was like, oh no, I'd recognize it in a second. And I was like, hmm. It, it is one of the it, most recognizable voices. I know, but like in a couple weeks, I kind of want to throw a different song at her without yeah. her knowing and see if she hates it as much as she claims to hate it. But but I honestly feel like even when she does those covers, the best covers that she does are when she's when she sounds like Miley, like when yeah. she's fully going full Miley on it. So that I don't know, man. Good luck on that journey. I guess. Yeah, we'll see. I'll let you know when it happens. <laughs> I just got to pick the right time to do it. Moving on to track seven. Love Money Party featuring your hometown boy, Big Sean. My dog, yeah. Uh, my mind is kind of spinning on this one. The instrumental sounds like something in an older scary movie with a beat added to it. Uh, Miley's actually trying to spit bars here. It's wild. <laughs> Sean did his thing on this track, though, uh, and it's a great feature. It's my favorite feature on the record. Okay. Yeah, I, f- I figured as much. Yeah. I mean, judging essentially just by what we have from features. Right. Yeah. Well, so, like the Nelly feature felt like he was holding back, like he mm-hmm. wasn't he wasn't Nellying. Well, here's the thing. If Nelly goes full Nelly, then it makes Miley look worse. Right. So maybe right. that's part of it. Yeah, maybe. But Sean did it like Big Sean did Big Sean on this. And I like yeah. it. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, have you listened to a Big Sean project yet? Yeah. Whatever one that is where they're levitating above the ground. Detroit, too. And then whatever one looks like. Like neon, it's like a neon house. Mm, okay, I don't remember, remember that, that one. Was. I can't remember and, that one. And then there might be a red cover one also that I finally famous. Maybe, yeah, Maybe. where he's just standing there and yeah. it's red. It was it was, yeah. it was probably like five or six years ago where I where I heard a Big Sean feature somewhere and I was like, oh, oh, I like this. Yeah, because I like Big I think, Sean a lot. I think for years I thought Big Sean was an R and B guy. I don't know. Why. Oh, okay. Just in my maybe because like Sean Kingston was around the same time. Maybe, Maybe. that's part of it. I don't know. Maybe, but. I, I like Big Sean. I got nothing to get Big Sean. Yeah, I like him a lot. Moving on to track eight. Hashtag get it right. Wow, what a vibe switch. Miley's you just throwing it out it. there on this one. Yeah. But in like a she throws it out there like in a teenager kind of way. <laughs> I feel really odd listening to this one. It's just wild. I feel embarrassed for her. Well, she didn't write it. <laughs> Thank goodness. It, there's only one writer, and it's actually. Same- no, I kind of wish she did write it, so it would explain it a little bit better. Yeah, because the, the when I tell you who wrote it, it's not going to explain it, because it's fully written and produced by Pharrell. He, Pharrell wrote it. He's the only writer credited on the track. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't like that at all. <laughs> oh, yeah, not a fan. That Ooh, that makes that worse. Oh, that makes that worse. <laughs> Man, I knew you'd hate that song. I knew you'd hate that song. Yeah, it's not it's not good. Moving not on. Good. Moving on to track nine, Drive. Oh man, I'm fucking with this track. 
Okay. This instrumental goes harder than it has any right to. Miley's on top of her teenage girl with a broken heart game. Yeah, yeah this is a bop, and I love it. It's um, I I think you could call her a pop chameleon based off of this record alone. <laughs> you kind of could, because there's honestly even my first time listening to it, I was like, there's like three different records on here. Yeah, like she's there's all over the place on this record. There's like heartfelt R and B Miley. There's yep. rapping Miley. There's country rapping Miley. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's it's all over, man. There's it's dance pop Miley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's all over the place on this. Pop chameleon, Scott. Yeah, pop chameleon. <laughs> Moving on to track ten. F.U. featuring the one, the only, French Montana. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. What's up? You're not a French Montana fan. Here's the thing. Yeah. I think this may be the best French Montana verse ever. <laughs> wow. It's not bad. It's it's not good. It's not great. No. But it's also, <laughs> it's also like, m- maybe it's not bad because the song itself isn't great. I like the song. Don't get me the wrong. Song is, this song is a show tune. But normally when I hear French Montana, it's on like some completely different shit where yeah. it's almost a vibe switch up when he shows up. So right. it's like, what are we doing? Yeah. What, what are we doing? And it, I don't know. It confused me. I, I can't talk shit on him though, because he's maintained. He has a career. Right. And everybody who he works with are people I do love. So he has to just be a great guy. Like that, That's just where I'm at. Like he has to just be a, just such a cool dude. Or, I mean, maybe charges less. You know right. I, mean? I don't know how that works, but. Well, he doesn't do shit for this track. And I think it's normally French Montana will ruin a track for me. Like, yeah. Genuinely. I will say that. Like, if right. I'm listening to a track and French Montana has a verse, I'm as soon as it hits, I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. This one, <laughs> I didn't care. I was fine maybe, with it. Maybe because the track's just not that great. Yeah. And I still like the track, though. Like, she, so. it, Miley has moments of really showing up on it. Mm-hmm. Like, she really shows off sometimes, but then, like, she mixes in this Broadway Broadway ass style of inflection that just overall doesn't work for me. Okay. And then the instrumental is kind of odd. Like it's it's a weird like Scott, I got two I got two letters for you. Yeah. First one's F. Yeah, the, the second one's you. <laughs> second yeah. one's you. Uh it's it's this weird like throwback to a future sound. Like a throwback. To trying to sound like it's going to be futuristic. I don't know. It, it It's really weird. Okay. This track is just really strange. Well, speaking of strange tracks, Scott, this one, man, I, I will say before we go into it, I yeah. love this track. Do you? Okay. I love this track, but I believe this is probably the most cringy track on the record. Track 11. Do yeah. my thing. <laughs> uh, this thing got me all messed up. Yeah. I was getting pumped and ready for the drop. Then suddenly I hear some dude's voice singing, oh, yo. is this record the first time Miley touched any kind of rapping? I don't remember when 23 came out. She did do that track about like Jordan. Okay. Called 23 with Mike Will Made It. But I don't know if it came out before or after this. If, if this song feels like baby's first hip hop. Whatever, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, let it happen. She does have skills with that hook, though. <laughs> I'll, I'll give her that. And I, I didn't know this until just now, but Will I Am is on the production credits oh, and no. the writing credits. So that might be some of the cringe stuff. There. Yeah, that's where all the cringe comes from. <laughs> Moving on to track 12. M- maybe you're right. <laughs> uh, I like the ha- the snare headphone games kicking off this track. Strong okay. start. Missed another prime shot for a drop on this track, but I'm still in it. 
Miley has a really strong vocal performance on this one. And man, am I loving the song. It's it's really good. I, I like when you find these pockets that you enjoy, especially on things that you're not enjoying. Because <laughs> <laughs> history shows that sometimes in the past, I just you, you and I both, you and I both. If yeah. you start to not like something, it becomes harder to find something else to like. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I'm glad I'm glad. And I I feel like I'm trying to do better on it, too. We're actually finding things. I think we are doing better. (laughs) I think we are doing better. Yeah, we're we're trying to be less negative. That's true. It is. too. It's really weird. It's a really weird switch up for me. (laughs) I'm the podcast chameleon. Mm, I don't know if I don't know if you can call yourself a podcast. (laughs) I'm going from hating everything to maybe liking something here and there. Like, I don't think I'm in transition. Maybe you're like I'm the podcast salamander, like <laughs> podcast snail, like just slowly going. You don't even you don't even have a shell. You're a slug dog. I'm a podcast slug. slug. I'm a slug. Watch out for the salt. Now moving on to the closer track thirteen. Someone else. Uh, this seems super dancey, but something with her vocals has me not hating it. Okay, I think maybe because there's not much processing going on with her voice throughout. Even though there's a lot of electronic shit going on here i don't really mind it i like the fade out for the closing solid solid track all right so ended on a good note at least yeah yeah so let's go scott what are your top three here well let's lightning round these other three songs because i want to do the the deluxe version yeah i want i want to talk about them okay track 14 rooting for my baby uh i see why this was left off the album uh, it does not fit the vibe of the record. It's not bad, but it's a fucking whiplash of a track subject-wise and musically. Track 15 on my own. More fitting musically than Rooting for My Baby, but I couldn't pick a spot to put it in the track list. It's a little too funky for the record. Pharrell. I like, yeah, I like, oh, is it Pharrell? Yep, written and produced. So is Rooting for My Baby. Okay. I like but how Cy- Cyrus wrote on Rooting for My Baby as well. Okay. I like how empowering it is. Uh, I would have loved to see like a Kesha feature on this song. Yeah, that'd have been cool. That would have been super cool. And then track 16, Hands in the Air featuring Ludacris. Luda's feature was way too short. It was great. The song is great. I would have loved this one to be on the album proper. If it was, it would be a top three track for sure. Okay. Kick French Montana off this fucking record. Really? That's one you'd get rid of? That's your least favorite track? There's no way you'd listen to Get It Right over F.U. Probably not. <laughs> but I'm I'm just like Get It Right doesn't have a feature. I'm I'm speaking purely on features. Okay. I hate the future feature, yeah. but I love Miley's voice on that song. Okay. I hate the French Montana, French Montana, the the French Montana feature, and the song didn't do anything for me overall. So I'd take this Luda track over that one. Okay, and then, but you didn't. There was a a tenth anniversary LP deluxe edition that. Included, oh man, I didn't know that one. It included the twenty, the track twenty three, which was Mike Will made it featuring Miley Cyrus, Wiz Khalifa, and Juicy J. Oh, I would have liked to listen to that one. I actually really like that song. Do you? Yeah. yeah I mean, it's it, got Juicy J on it. Well, yeah, that definitely helps too. And yeah. I've, I've, I've like kind of come around on being a Wiz Khalifa guy. I wasn't for a long time, and he's really hit me with a, his last couple projects. I have enjoyed. I mean, he's a, he's a home state boy for you. I know, but like Black and Yellow was his big hitter, and then uh, yeah, I, just, I remember. I just didn't really care. It was uh, something about it was. The same reason I'd never really mess with Mac Miller. There, there is, there is a kind of 
delivery from Pittsburgh proper. Like there's yeah. a, there's a kind of way of rapping that I never really cared about, right. especially the guy who's a huge Southern hip hop guy. It just never connected. Yeah, with me. Yeah. But yeah. after seeing Wiz work with some of those Southern hip hop guys and using his same flow and cadence, I was able to like retroactively go back and be like, Oh no, I think I can get down with this. And I just have to listen differently. Right. I think I listened to man rolling papers. Was that those one of his big ones? Yeah, I think I I think that one had black and yellow on it. I think I listened to that record and I think that was the only one I listened to. I don't think I went any further. I liked his record he did with. Oh, Juicy J. I loved their record together. They did a record together. It was excellent. Okay, his the last record was just put out. I thought was good. I like that. Mm. Um, Yeah, everything was like I will check out a new Wiz Cleaver project every time he puts one out now. Like that's just where I'm at. There it's where I'm at with Wiz. Gotcha. So top three, Scott, where are we? Yeah, I got five. Okay, I'll take that. Absolutely. We'll start at number one. Okay, start at number one. Because there's the, the four and five have asterisks. Number one, Wrecking Ball. You, you can't mess with that track. Yeah, that, that's probably my number one. It's probably my number one also. Number two, maybe you're right. Okay, my number two would be We Can't Stop. My number three is Drive. My number three would be Hate Me or, hate me or Not, Do My Thing. <laughs> uh, number four, I had to throw a feature song in there, so my number four is Love Money Party. Okay, I thought you were going to go with the the trend, and my number four would be 4x4. Four four. <laughs> oh, I should have. Driving so fast, going to piss on myself. Yeah, uh, and my number five is Adore You, because yeah. it shouts us out. It does. Yeah. And just to be contrarian, my number five would be my darling feature in future. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, I'm glad you found five tracks on here because it was it was a toss up, especially yeah. listening to it before I gave it to you. I was like, there's a lot of stuff on here that I know he is not a fan of. Oh, yeah. And then if you and also you wouldn't like any of those songs if you didn't like Miley's voice. So if you ended oh, up right. turning around and like we're in the same camp as your wife, it would have been zero. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess I got to ask you the question, Scott. Yeah. Bangers. Smiley Cyrus. Banger. Fucking bangers. <laughs> Throne, own, phone, or groan? Uh, I'm going with an own on this one. Really? Yeah, I'd, I'd throw this one in the collection. Man, I, oh, man. Like, don't you better make sure you open that package, because if your wife sees that, <laughs> I know she's going to be outside stomping it out. I, know, I told her, I was like, I'm giving this an own, and I'm going to... I'm going to have it in the collection. And when I die, you've already agreed to listen to every single record I have before you do anything with them. So you're going to have to listen to that record. And she was like, I'm going to hire somebody to steal it without me knowing. She takes her ring off and just slams it on the kitchen table. <laughs> nope. That's nope. it, Scott. Sorry, bud. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> but no, I uh, the highs were higher than the lows were low. Man, awesome. And... It is a weird record, though. Like, oh, yeah. I think that's kind of what like kept me in it was yeah. like it just it's so weird. Yeah. But then like for real, you hit songs like you hit album cuts like Maybe You're Right and Drive. And man, they just really did something for me. And then it was like her being the chameleon she is. <laughs> yes. Just kept it fresh for me, like kept the whole mm-hmm. record just changing song to song. And it worked. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, there there ha- there has to be something said about like it takes some courage to put a record out this weird and no, this, right. right. This different from everything that you've been doing and people have been listening to you for. Like it 
Yeah. It's wild. She and took, I, I respect she took a huge leap. Yes. Putting this out compared to, yeah, like what she had been doing. Yeah. Did something for me. I liked it. Well, just a little wrap up about Bangers real quick. Sure. Bangers debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 yeah. on October 16th, 2013, because apparently, you know, it takes a month for things on the Billboard. <laughs> I'll, never, I'll never understand. Nope. With first week sales of 270,000 copies, surpassing Man. Can't Be Tamed by 168,000 copies. Wow. This earned Cyrus her fifth non-consecutive number one album in the United States and became the best-selling debut week for a female artist in 2013 at that point. Jeez. L- later passed by Katy Perry's Prism and Beyonce's self-titled album. Mm. During its second week of release, Bangers dropped to number two with sales of 72,000 copies and mm-hmm. dropped to number four in the third week after moving 53,000 units. That's all right. Still top five. As of February 2014, Bangers has sold 1 million copies in the United States, has been certified platinum by the RIAA. On June 20th, 2018, the album was certified three times platinum. It also debuted at number one on the Canadian album charts and was eventually certified double platinum and entered the top 100 chart at Mexico in Mexico at number three. Wow. Okay. Bangers charted throughout Europe, was on multiple lists, and was even certified gold in New Zealand. Oh, man. There's not that many people in New Zealand. (laughs) The Kiwis are down with bangers. Love it. I think not only was it a a turning point for Miley, it Mm. was a turning point for this kind of music where I I know this kind of music was being made by other people, but they didn't have the level that Miley Cyrus had. Right. So when she put her stamp on this, essentially, I think it opened it up for some weirder stuff and some other stuff. And I really appreciate that and respect it. Yeah. Some of those charts surprised the hell out of me. Yeah. Yeah, this um, thing was a hit, man. As cringy it as is, it was a hit. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's good. But now that we got your opinion on, I could tell you because if you didn't like this, I was I was going to tell you, but you would have mm-hmm. had somebody to blame. The person who told me that I should bring this to you, yeah, was Greg. Oh, was it? Yes. <laughs> so our good old Beastie Boys friend Greg. Yeah, everybody knows how the Beastie Boys episode went. Yeah. <laughs> And I didn't want to tell you that he brought this before you went into it because, you know, there might be some leftover Beastie Boys anger. Yeah. Thanks, Greg. Greg, (laughs) Thank you. He's going to own this. So, yeah. Essentially, Greg's the reason this is in your collection. I guess. Yeah. Emily can thank Greg. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I'll I'll send the deets over. On on my deathbed, (laughs) she can curse Greg while she listens to this. Perfect. So. That's it for Banger Scott. What That's is your it. record of the week? My record of the week is the uh, the Crosses record. Okay. Uh, Good night, God bless, I love you. Delete okay. that came out uh, earlier this year. I guess I'm in a, an electronic type mood. Sounds I don't like know. It. It's it's wild, <laughs> um, but uh, it's 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 really good. There's an LP feature on it where LP raps uh, Chino. Kinda does a little rapping, maybe. Okay. Not really. Like the closest to rap that he has gotten in years, I would say. All right. All right. And then there's a Robert Smith feature that is quite like the Luda feature. It's way too short. Okay. Uh, I wish he had done a little bit more. Really, it's just Robert Smith singing the hook on one of the songs. Um, So Robert Smith does his best best future impression. He just comes in. Oh, don't Comes you in, sings, sings say a that. little bit of a hook no. and gets done with. No, Robert Smith is better than future in every aspect. <laughs> but yeah, no, the Crosses record, uh, really pretty good. And kind of like a, I, I would say this, uh, without Chino, I probably wouldn't mess with it at all. But 
Okay. Uh, being Deftones affiliated definitely helped it. Yeah, I have not listened. I was waiting for you to tell me how it was, and you didn't. But now I know why. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So I have two just because they're so different. Oh, sweet. First one is Trap Music by T.I. What an excellent record. Oh, man. Yeah. We listened to huge, that this week. Huge hitters. I mean, Rubber Band Man. And what's the other big one on there? I don't remember. Rubber Band Man is just a gigantic, like, it's a behemoth of a track. That kinda... so, was, so was the other one. The other big hit was, too, but I can't recall offhand what it is. Uh, let me sucks. see if I can pull it real quick. It is uh, 24s. 24s is the other track. Was it? Okay. Yeah. I don't know why it says vocals only, though. I, I don't know why it says out. that either. Yeah. I've never figured that out. I don't know. Super That's how all my gangsters roll, roll. Yeah, that was a huge yeah. fucking song. And then the other one, maybe the opposite of what that is. It is the album Holiday by the band America. Oh, wow. Really, really switching it up there. Yeah, I well, I mean, there's a little bit that plays into this. I was in the middle of that record and I got a call at work this week that my grandfather passed away. Oh, yeah. So I was in the middle of that record, and I, I wasn't, like, super into it, but I wasn't against it when I was listening to it. But after I heard it, like, something opened up in it for me, and I it really, sure. like, really comforted me at that moment. So I yeah. have to really give a special shout-out to that. Um, but, yeah, my, my grandfather passed away, so I have to, you know, pap. Yeah, very, very sorry to hear uh, that. I will... He took me in when I didn't have... Like, I was kicked out of my house. I didn't have anywhere to go, and he took mm-hmm. me in. So I, I will forever appreciate that and i mean he was in a wheelchair since the 80s you know what i mean he he, he was in a he was in a mind collapse when he was younger man so he was in a wheelchair but it it, there wasn't one thing that it stopped him from doing i mean he was driving everywhere he did he gardened he did house repairs he worked on cars he worked on the swimming pool like whatever it was he did all of it very big inspiration yeah um just a just a, a a great great guy, bit of yeah. a dickhead at times. Hey, some of the best who ones are. Who isn't right? Yeah, but I love you, Pap, and I will miss you. Rest in peace. So now that that's done, now that I threw, you know, a obituary at the end of this, it's episode, all good. It's all good. All that's left is for you to tell me what we're listening to next week, Scott. What do we got? Yeah, well, uh, we're getting into chili time. Chili pepper. Chili chili time. Not at all. <laughs> no, uh, it's it's. December next week. We are getting colder in the year. And so we're going to hit you with some Polar Bear Club. Name of the band. Uh, Clash Battle Guilt Pride is the name of the record. I've seen the band name. Okay. I don't think I've ever listened to them, though. Ever. Maybe maybe if there's a hit on here that I know. There is no such thing as a hit from this band. (laughs) I've definitely seen the name around. I don't know if maybe I know... Like maybe what record label they're on, and I've seen it yeah, around. That would probably be uh, the way you would know them. I would think. Okay, but that but I've only seen them. I don't believe I listen to anything from Polar Bear Club. So I don't Fantastic. even know what I'm getting. I assume it's some kind of guitar driven alternative style situation. I mean, that's, you're that's getting I'm... it from me. Yeah. So yeah, that... you're not as much as enigmas. I will give you something, and you will have no idea what's going on. There might be some coming down <laughs> down the waterworks eventually that you might be curious about, but this one is, uh, yeah, you're you're not gonna you're not gonna be surprised when you listen okay. to this one. So basically, it's another one where I better like that first vocal I hear. <laughs> where I am testing some things, okay, a little bit with this All one. All right. All right. Well, I'll try my best, as always, to be positive. <laughs> <laughs> Like we mentioned earlier. Yeah.
Yeah. So Polar Bear Club, Clash Battle Guilt Pride yep. next week. Next week. Join in for that or don't. Whatever you want to do. Please listen. do. I mean, it'll be a fun time. Listen to what you listen to. If you want to listen with us, welcome. welcome yeah. Yeah. But no matter what, your opinions aren't wrong. <laughs> if, you, if, you liked, if you liked bangers, you're not wrong. If you disliked bangers, you're not wrong. Or if you were a chameleon and track by track switched up yeah. your opinion. True. Yeah. Or if you're the podcast slug. <laughs> Watch out for the salt. Follow us on Twitter or X at AOL pod. Follow us on Instagram at AOL pod. Send us an email at are you listening.pod at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group. Link will be in the show notes. Scott, thank you for the podcast. Thank you for the episode. Thank you for the friendship. Thank you, brother. And I'm looking forward to Polar Bear Club. Yeah, me too. Listeners, thank you for listening. Go listen to something you love. Listen to something you've never heard before. Yeah, homework. Are you listening? Are you listening? Ah, Titty Boy. There's always going to be another mountain. I'm always going to want to make it move. Always going to be an uphill battle. Marvin Gaye's estate, they're vultures. Oh, man, do I hate future touching me. I just don't think you don't understand. And Emily's going to make me sleep on the couch for this one. Oh, yo. Banger. Fucking bangers. That's this episode. You're welcome, folks. I'm the podcast chameleon.